Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Who am I kidding? I'm not in Toronto anymore. GTA. Where, where am I? Where are we? B-Town. B-Town. Ramton. That, that, is that what it's called? B-Town? Is that what the cool kids call it? The millennials, yes. The millennials, okay. You know that I'm technically a millennial? What makes a millennial? It's the it's a time period. It's like mid-80s to... What early two thousands? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I like. I like just made the cut. I think. (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys then? You guys are Gen Xers. No, no, we're millennials. You guys are millennials too. Lee looks younger than I am for sure. (laughs) I just turned thirty. Thirty today. You turned thirty today. Sorry, June tenth. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! (laughs) Yeah, he's younger than I am. What the hell? What about what's going on with you? Me. Yeah. I'm old. I'm an old soul. Me too. I look like I'm 37, I'm a Gen but I'm actually 33. I'm leaving. I'm out. Fuck it. You're the only old man here? Yeah, I guess so. By here, we mean RMT Movement, which is a clinic in Brampton, Ontario. We are hanging out with half of the ownership. We have uh, two lovely gentlemen sitting in front of us and Amanda. What, what, are, what are you last naming me? And Amanda <laughs> is uh, hanging out. We're, we're all kind of casually sitting around a massage table. Yeah, man. And you know what? My kid... QLs are in a bad mood right now, so I think that I'm going to jump on this table at some point. So if I disappear, it's because I, I had to get my back work done. Anyway, hey everyone, it's Amanda, and yeah, we're in Brampton with Lee and Vishal, two of four owners of RMT Movement, which is a really nice clinic. It's my first time here in Brampton. Mark has been here before, and uh, as usual, we have no plan. We kind of have a plan. We have no plan. We're just going to talk about these guys and their clinic and how they started from the bottom. Now they're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are the other two? Like, did you guys arm wrestle for who? They're taking be care today? of babies. Is that what's happening? Yeah. So uh, my uh, my wife, she's streaming right now. Um, and then Kinga is taking care of her babies. Right on. I get it. I get it. I have to miss out on lots of things because kids. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> kids. All right. Well, let's start this here. How do you guys know each other? Do you want to take this? <laughs> they gave each other a look. So, do we, should we release it? Well, do we tell them so how and we now met? they're holding hands. <laughs> uh, so, from uh, school, uh, Humber. 2010. I remember it. It's Claire's day. He was in the gym. I was in the gym. Both like to work out. And then we realized we're in the same class. <laughs> like, hey, uh, do you want to study for an equ- a quiz? We, it was um, an- anatomy. We had to learn a few of the body parts. Yeah. And uh, we quizzed each other. We then, after the exam, we showed each other a quiz. We got perfect. And we're like, do you want to study? Do you want to study? Let's study. Yeah. <laughs> All and right. then the group the girls started to come in one by one after that too and that's how we just created our study group so hold on we're all four of you guys in the same class yes yeah all four of us went to Humber. this is the dream right i am so envious we talk about this on the podcast all the time about the experience in school and it's it yeah it makes me kind of jealous i didn't have like a really like tight group of friends in massage school like university i made a bunch of friends massage school i was just in there to do my stuff kept my head down like didn't socialize this is the dream because like it's you know when you're in school well, you guys did it. I don't have to tell you. You did it. Dream, right? <laughs> you know, you're in school and you're and you're there with your the people you study with, the people that you're always hanging with, and you always have that like, hey man, when we're done, you want to open a clinic? Right? And you guys did and it. And you did it. So let's hear this. I want to know what happens. Like, how do you guys go from going through school and then what happens? You guys finish, you guys do your exams, you get your papers in the mail. How how does it go? to say, let's open a clinic together. We had that intention while prepping for OSCEs the year before. All four of you? Yep. Oh, we're always, okay. Since we met in 2010, October 2010, we've been studying all day, all night. That's how the program was. So we, we buckled down, we studied hard, and we also, as college mates, we partied hard too, had fun. And then the last year we realized, hey, we kind of know this stuff. It'd be cool if one day we opened up a clinic. We just mentioned the idea because we do entrepreneurship as one of the courses there. Mm-hmm. We had to all create a business plan. And it just kind of went there and we're like, hey, we already have this idea. Why not make it work after the we graduate got our cert we went for osmos a gym was open there and we walked in to buy gym equipment the guy's like do you want to rent a room and we're like why not <laughs> and that's yeah, how we so started it wasn't it wasn't planned for that like we didn't our business plan wasn't towards opening a clinic at that facility we me and Vishal uh, dove right in um i remember the, the rent was what, 300 300 bucks and we're freaking out just yeah. for 300 bucks 
again, uh, we kind of had our business plan from school. Yeah. And we went at it. We pretty uh, much combined all of our business plans together and created our vision, our scope. Everything was in breakdown. So the website was kind of easy to make. And then we went with signs. And our first goal was to just cover rent. All right. Time out, time out, time out. So this was an individual project. It's not like a group project. Right. So you guys, there's four different business plans floating around. Yeah. So then my question is, whose business plan actually dominated and is this? If you can pick of all four, which business plan right does now, this business most look like? Desi's. Yeah. It yeah. was her it was My her knowledge. model, her scope. It was like more thought like I was more we have all different personality types and that's yeah. what showed in our vision. And hers pretty much took the the catch. Awesome. So and the thing is too with us we we all had somewhat the same mentality when it comes to treatment. Uh, um I'm sure you guys talked about it in your podcast before where we have different type of therapists, mm-hmm. uh, more holistic, more wellness, more science or sports. We all still uh, had the same type of rehab type of mentality to it when it comes to massage therapy. So that part was fine. And uh, Desi's uh, mission and vision statement is what kind of solidified it. And then our friendship too. So Mm -hmm. we worked well uh, with each other. Yeah. And then jump right into it. So have you guys worked anywhere else or only with each other? Um, So when I, so we, each of us has a different story. Okay. Let's start Uh, with your story. So I guess with me. So, uh, oh wait, can I pause for a second? Just so the listeners know, because I introduced them both together. Speaking first is Lee. So you know whose voice is who. (laughs) So when we graduated, so uh, me and Vishal, again, we're at Osmos. We see the, we see the gym. Um, So we started off there, but then I was still, Working my part-time job at Home Depot, okay. and I was working at Med Rehab. What were you doing at Home Depot? Uh, I worked at Doors Millwork. Those were the fun days. Um, so I worked at. Well, Do- wait, wait, wait! What makes them the fun days? Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the days I could still go out drinking and wake up and still work. Now gotcha. I can't do that. I'm too old for that now. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Mark can't even do the drinking part. Never mind. Get up and go to work. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I worked at uh, Med Rehab and at Home Depot. And then slowly as the business started, started growing, I, I would drop. So I dropped Home Depot because I realized that it'll take me four hours to do uh, what it would take me one patient to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Practice, right? So um, so left Home Depot and then still kept Med Rehab. Uh, Med Rehab was in Georgetown. And then from there, the practice picked up. Um, so we went from that one office space and then we decided to, uh, I don't know how in depth you want me to get into it, but get in depth, man. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <Dig deep. laughs> so when we were in the fitness studio, we were getting busier. Me and Vishal were at the point where we were trying to fight for time. It was only one room right. and we had four therapists. We had to figure out how we're going to keep up with the demand. Mm-hmm. So he offered us to open another, uh, the, the backside of the gym and we thought about it, uh, maybe possibly, um, opening more rooms and so on. So he, he gave us the idea. He gave us the amount, uh, I think he wanted two thousand or three thousand dollars to open that up remember we freaked out over 300 bucks yeah it's over oh my god what are we gonna do and but here's the issue though um when we were at the gym we dealt a lot with noise right and also uh we were depending on the success of his business so if he screws up then we screw up right um, so we didn't want to have that overhead so we decided to you know what it's not gonna work uh, it was our first breakup yeah so we had to tell him i'm sorry he really wanted us there because we we're doing really well yeah um so i remember Vishal didn't want to do it, but I, I did it. I went into the, <laughs> I went into his office, and then I broke it down to him. Say, uh, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. It's not me, it's you. We learned over the years yeah. how to build up enough courage, each of us, to like let go some part yeah, of the so, business, yeah. and it was tough. I had mine this year. Yeah, he, we all had like uh, yeah. our time. So we, we told him um, uh, we had to move on. So we uh, we found a building um, on Boulevard in St. Brampton, bigger room. Uh, bigger rooms. Uh, I was. It was four rooms. Right? It was more professional. Yeah. There's no gym, and yeah. uh, it was not ground level. So all of our advertisements had to be based on Google AdWords and things like that because mm-hmm. no one walked in really. Yeah. So just like this, like an like it's, it's an office building, and then from there, um, yeah. So we again kept on growing, kept on growing. We grew to the practice. So now I'm, I'm out of the other. Uh, jobs, right? And um, the practice grew. We hired, I think, was Lindsay your first practitioner? Yeah. Lindsay, that was on the podcast with yeah. Mark. Sport massage. Sport massage. Yeah. yeah. So Lindsay was there. Uh, she did really, um, she was an amazing therapist. And as you guys know, she went into sports massage mm-hmm. and then started doing things with the Pan Am. So she ventured off. Um, and then we kept on hiring more practitioners and we kept on growing the brand. And it got to the point where we filled up that office space. And then we moved to another clinic uh, with more rooms, more space. All right. And then filled that up again. And then now we're here. I love it. Before we get Vishal's story, I'm I'm just backtracking and going personal because I know you guys all met in school. You're married to one of the owners, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. And did you guys know each other before? Did you meet in school? We met in second year. I just wanted to know the personal background. 
All right. I guess was there can... interest there when you guys met right away? What, what, uh, interest in like... in your wife? When oh you yeah. Met her. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I want. I want to hear the love story. So it happened in club rehab. This was in Oakville. They went to another RMT's birthday party, one of our colleagues, friends. And uh, I remember this as clear as day because I was, he was my boy. So we were the troublemakers in the class. <laughs> we're the cool guys. Everyone wanted to gravitate towards us. You're the cool us. kids, yeah. Mostly him. So I see Lee and he always has this like dance he always does like this. What is it? It's like <laughs> lean in headbutt kind of thing. So it happened that Jesse's head came in. Does it happen? That's does okay, it look exactly can. like that? Exactly like that. Every that. song, no matter what? Exactly. No matter the yes. genre It's like of a one-step, two-pop. And then his head it goes works, forward. It works, it works, it works. So. And they bumped heads. And the minute they bumped heads, it, everything slowed down. And I watched this and their lips just went boop. Oh. And I was like... First kiss. I know November that feeling. 2011. Oh. I, I didn't know that. He knows that. Good yeah. thing I know, no, I know that feeling of being the friend <laughs> yeah. who like, you see it happening. Like, yeah. you know, you're all hanging out together and you're like, okay, you guys obviously like each other. Yeah. You obviously like each yeah. other. And I remember being in, I was in university, I think third year university and two of my friends, it was the same thing. Like it was yeah. very obvious they were into each other. And I watched that exact moment being you in the bar. The and the first, dance? I got the headbutt <laughs> dance. But I watched the first kiss and I was like, fuck. Finally, yes. Yeah, it's more like a bromance thing. So like when we see, we just trip each other. But there are some backstories <laughs> to that other stuff that happened <laughs> with the kids. But I can't divulge that information. Desi will kill me. Yeah, but let's not get that, let's not yeah. get in trouble now. Yeah. So, but he knows why. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I saw that first kiss, and that's when I knew it happened. And then what he tried to do in school was played around like he, they weren't dating. It's like okay, whatever. <laughs> I saw them rolling around the gardens and the field oh and stuff like that. Yeah, it was crazy. You know the door's so, still a little bit open. She might hear you. That's okay. <laughs> so hold on. So you're dating while you're in school, but you guys are playing it off like you're not dating. So are other for dudes bit, are bit. other dudes hitting on her? At, during this time? Well, we want to keep it professional. Uh, okay. That's the reason why. I think well, uh, we just didn't want to make it a thing. Yeah. Um, and we're just, again, we're dating. We're just yeah. getting to know each other and so on. It wasn't anything. It wasn't anything. Uh, but if no one knows you're dating, or is anyone else in your class just like. No, eventually they knew. Eventually. So everyone started it, it caught on after a few parties okay. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But for well, the most part. Well, it becomes obvious yeah. too. I mean, how long did well, you I and I hide? I was curious if you had to go beat up some dude <laughs> because they're moving in on <laughs> oh, no, girl here. I had to do that for him. Ah, oh, gotcha. Oh, the bodyguard. Yeah. All right. Right. Now I understand this dynamic hey, a little okay. bit better. <laughs> Look at him, he's soft spoken. <laughs> that's interesting, man. So, I like I think I like this bromance even I know. <laughs> this, this is this is a romantic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> she gets jealous. So what's she does, it actually? <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> I get it. What's it like working well, working with your wife? Oh, it's good. Uh, how, how's it for you? <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> As I'm sitting right here, put him on the spot. Is it ever? Is it you ever? Know a thing? You know what? The, it's it's awesome. It, um, she's not here. It's actually it's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's uh it's a lot of communication because a lot of well, getting serious. A lot of things what happen is because we you take we don't take work home. Yeah. Right? Um, because she has one idea, I have another, and then we'll butt heads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Growing the practice, we did butt heads. Uh, when it what, came to what was the last thing you guys butted headed about? What was it? And who there's, won? The, there's a lot of bunny heads. So and who won that battle? Oh, she she was. She won. These passive aggressive heel. But no, to be honest, with you, like it, it's a, it's usually about uh, like if we're making a decision. So say say uh, we have to let go of a, a practitioner because of some some issue, mm-hmm. right? And she thinks we should stay. I, I say no. Uh, why are we doing that and so on? So what will happen is then we'll get home and then we'll talk about it and then that causes more conflict. But then as we kept on growing, this is like in the beginning of the years, right? Now what happens here, we leave you here, we don't talk about mm-hmm. it at home. And I, I guess it's when you grow your relationship, right? Um, it's You'll a- call me in the background to vent about it. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least you guys have other outlets. Yeah. yeah. It's just us. <laughs> well, the cool thing too with me too is when they do that, it's not like 50% of the group is like, we're doing this. Even when we're talking, they're not backing up each other. They're like, Desi will have her own point of view. He'll have his point of view. I'll have my own. Kinga will have her own. And it's like, I don't see like that too with them. It's not like 50-50. Yeah, it's funny. 50. You it's think like that we like, uh, would team up together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up, but we don't. It's, uh, it doesn't work like that. She's used Desi to, speaks her mind too. Yeah, so it's she's like, always on the opposite yeah. of what I think. Well, when it comes to business, you have to. Like it can't be about personal things. We, we don't butt heads a lot. We have different modes of work, I think sometimes. Yep. And that can cause some friction. Like yep. we, yeah, we 
do things very differently. And yeah, sometimes when we go home, we just have to say like, let's not talk about this right now. Yeah. Because otherwise we could go all night screaming at each other and it's not worth it. <laughs> well, no, I completely agree. And we, we um, as the years went on, we figured that out. Yeah. And then, you know, I just leave it at work. It's not worth it. Yeah. In that sense, right? We've learned to make the job less stressful. And just any idea that comes, if we don't agree, we just put it aside for another time. And it Totally agree with you, things. man. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's hear your story, sir. Big man. Um. So... I went to Humber prior to that for fitness and health promotion, just like Curtis did. And uh, that's how we knew each other. And uh, Curtis was in your class too then? Yeah, he was, he was year one year ahead, ahead of us. Okay. He was the actual first batch. Gotcha. Of Danny McBride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Danny McBride. And uh, after that, I worked for a year. Uh, paid off loans, uh, student loans, all that stuff. And then I came back to school for Humber. Um, and yeah, that's how I started off this job. And then I was working personal training for the city of Brampton. And then like Lee said, once we built up the practice, I was able to like wean off a bit. And uh, I was pretty much the last of the managers to leave a secondary job to finally full on work here comfortably. Everyone else was like pulling off one by one. And then mm-hmm. I was the last one to let go. Because I knew all the clients and I was bringing them into my business now. So once I got, got enough, and then I just left after. Yeah. How many therapists do you guys have now? Total of 13. Yeah, you 13. have 13 therapists. And sorry, when did when did you guys open up? What, this like August will make it uh, 2013, six years. Six He's years. really good with dates. It's, I can it's, tell. It's yeah. creepy. He's <laughs> 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 so good with dates. He remembered the date of your first kiss. Yeah. Remember the date Ask of me when opening. he got engaged. So I'll, have to, I'll message him like, is it coming up? <laughs> Is it my anniversary? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really you got to have somebody like that around. Yeah, it's true. So six years, you've grown from a teeny tiny room that four of you shared to 13 therapists. Yeah. That's incredible. So what's the secret? Um, just how like I said, like it? the motivation of us, the way how we work, patients want that. And we can't just treat everyone in Brampton per se. So we have to, we brought in staff, we train them. We do the courses, um, and then we try to just empower them to be like us. And then we just send them off and just do their thing. Because every interview we have, their five-year plan is, I want to be run my own business. We're like, okay, we'll give you the tools. Come here, work for us. We're not trying to hold you. You build your practice. If you like to stay with us, you stay with us. We treat them more of like colleagues, not like, you're my staff. Mm. So that that is so important. And I've, I've talked about this as well. Like the best place I ever worked at was run was run by a registered massage therapist and she only hired RMTs and that's exactly what she did for us. It was come in. I expect that you want to work for yourself. Here's a room. This is what the rent is. Do your thing. And I loved it there. Yeah, but that's also different. I mean, I understand, like, if I own a clinic, I don't know how inclined I would be. Like, you guys are really open that way. I don't know how inclined I'd be to hire someone with the prospect of them wanting to leave after they've built a clientele or made the money that they wanted to. Like the only other place I ever heard work like this was Emily Muse from Muse Massage Spa, which is an erotic massage place. <laughs> where, where that's her thing. Yeah. Her thing is like, hey ladies, if you need money, you can make like $2,000 a week working here and you can just make whatever you need to do and go on your way. Like I've never heard of something like this in this type of but setting. But you want to know why it works. I'll let them tell you why it works, but you want to know why I believe it works is if you use the key word, if you empower people to do what they want to do and work the way they want to work, you're keeping them happy. You're giving them, and then then they feel this sort of ownership over what they're doing and they're going to want to be busy and they're going to make the clinic successful. And even if they decide to walk away, they've already built up some of this practice. Not everyone's going to follow them. And if they walk away, that's okay because somebody else is going to come in and you're going to give them the power to do the same thing and this machine is going to keep running. No, I totally get it. I just think that's a very open idea completely. Yeah, I elaborate on that too. You see how someone comes in? That therapist that was working for us and we show them how we're as equals, Mm -hmm. they refer one of their new RMTs that they know. So our referral for job interviews is that other RMTs that know other RMTs to come work here. People want to work here. You're not getting controlled by physio telling you just treat this one area. Don't worry about assessments. Just do that and 15 minutes to get the next person on the table. It's more like you come here, you take your time, you control the room. So you have the referral power in staff that people want with clients. Like you have people lining up at your door that want to work for you and then you get to pick 
the best of the best. And I'm sure there's some people who come in with this intent that, yeah, in five years, I want to run my own business. And then when they see how much work goes into running their own business, like, fuck it, it's great here, I'm staying here. For example, I know a therapy gym setup, and they had people working for them, and they had some of their staff that was working them for years take everything that they do exactly rip it off and they are still really pissed about that they're like Mm -hmm. we brought this person in we molded them and then i'm okay that they leave but not only did they leave they fucking took everything they took our business model they took and i know it's not proprietary but they took everything they came here with nothing we made them what they were and and they're pissed about that they shouldn't be but you go ahead that's the old that's the old mentality we we train them so that when they go there they're like oh yeah i worked at rmt movement they they taught me how to do stuff it's just like uh What's that one? Um, one of the what's that? The hot stone uh, clinic. The hot stone clinic. Hand yeah. and stone. Hand and stone. Yeah. If you learn hand, you learn how to do hot stones there, right? Mm-hmm. What if you leave now? You you learned how to do it. Now what? You shouldn't be doing hot stones. Well, I'm talking about ripping off a business model, like a very unique business model. Just to add on, like our business, like how our business model works. I, one of the, I forgot to mention. Um, the one reason why we're really successful is through like it's our marketing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know, we're one of the top rated in Brampton. Okay. And the key thing we focused on is how do people, how are people finding us? Being able to produce that. And um, so if someone decides to leave, it's not easy to produce that, mm-hmm. to get to find, to market yourself Absolutely. As, a, as a practitioner, right? Marketing is a full-time job, which I mean, yeah. we discussed yeah. when I met you. How, when when was that? I was I was but, pregnant, but, so yeah, like, like three, three years ago? Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Years, yeah. Okay. So um, we're not worried about, um, like, yes, it could happen, like one or two could do it, yeah. but good luck. Good luck, mm-hmm. good luck trying to do that, right? And again, all of our practitioners see the way we work. Uh, Vishal brought a good point. They come to practice. They, everyone ends up loving it. I think we've, like in regards to retention, we've kept everyone. The only reason why they've left is A, because of uh, they, had to, they moved to a different city. Mm-hmm. Or B, like Lindsay, she got into uh, sports massage. She wanted mm-hmm. to focus more on that career, right? Uh, but to be honest with you, the retention rate is really, it's really great because they see the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they see uh, – and we're – building uh like we're building this brand uh, and you're building you're yeah. building a team of people and like like i was saying when they come in and they have this freedom and they feel like they're still self-employed and they're a contractor not an employee because a lot of clinics you go to they want to control everything you do like you said you'll have the physio or the chiro who owns it who's telling them how to treat their patients they're not giving them the autonomy to do it so i think what you guys are doing is great people are going to stick with you for that reason and the ones that go like you said let them go let them let them take everything that you taught them and go do it on their own and if they can do it as well as you or more or even better than you that doesn't change how great you are Where it, you? it doesn't it doesn't hinder you in any way exactly. so let me I, and I, I like what you guys do don't get me wrong I'm just pointing out like that's a very kind of progressive way mm-hmm. to run a clinic have you guys ever had to fire somebody yeah we have to do that what, what makes you want to fire someone the number one thing is uh, like if I'm like unprofessional okay um, what does that mean to you like in regards to like say being late okay for uh, with patients uh, bad reviews um, uh, quality of work those are the key things. Gotcha. Or anything fraudulent. Uh, okay. So like, so like red flags in that sense. But uh, in regard, well, we do a really thorough like interview. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like Oskis for us when we do our interviews. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, really. Yeah, we do uh, two step approach. Step, yeah, we actually uh, initial intake, <laughs> paperwork, and then we do a case scenario. Yeah, and we, and we see how they are. Like we actually, because we we want quality. Like like I said, we 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 focus on quality. Uh, so our school Humber. Amanda Basquill taught us detailed <laughs> what you need to look for in RMTs. And we take that, that OSCE prep and we just implement it in our, in our uh, interview process. So people come in here and you're like, you're testing them. Are they sweating? Want, Are they them. nervous? Are well, they? Yeah, you yeah. know what? Like, has, anyone been, with- has anyone been like, fuck it. I've been tested. I've been tested by my school. I've been tested by the licensing exam. Mm-hmm. Screw you, RMT movement. Who are you to test me? Has anyone ever done that Then the you? door is that way. Like, to be honest. So that's why we have Lee, because I can tell by his soft-spoken voice. Hey, so when you come into the interview, <laughs> initial intake, and you just have to do a practical. Is that okay? So he does all of that. Yeah, because yeah. if I had to talk, they, <laughs> we wouldn't have any interviews. Well, we we just discussed this, and we've had we've had therapists on both sides. We've had therapists who don't mind doing an active interview, and therapists who say exactly what Mark did. It maybe not so eloquently, but you know, like. Why should I have to prove myself to you? You know, and I think it's because they're thinking that the person who they're giving the treatment to or whatever is just 
A, getting a free treatment, and B, they're looking at it subjectively, not like, is this what's best for the patients? But it sounds like you guys are doing this a little differently, where you're looking for the skill of their intake it's and assessment. It's one thing to hear and, their strengths and weaknesses verbally, yeah. but when you see it there, maybe they're weak in um, doing assessments. Maybe they're weak on draping. So what we do is in that test, we're not looking to see if they pass or fail. We're going to take them on the side and say, hey, so I noticed this. When you have some time, I'm going to block off some time, and we're going to run that together. We're going to teach them how to strengthen their weaknesses. So if we pick so you something guys really up, train your people. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so, I mean, yeah, that's the reason it's not about it. it's not about pass or what we used to do back in the day was pass or fail. We don't like something, send them out. But what we're learning now is that could have been a good therapist if you train them the right way. So we keep that train now, them your way or the right way, whichever way is or the, right the way, way you guys want it, to or the go. way how we want our patients, how we exactly. think our referrals are working to get them to be like that. This makes sense to me. I, I, I understand the concept because mm-hmm. you do want to have a very consistent experience. Like any patient that comes through here can see any therapist and know that they're going to get a consistent experience. See, and that's what I was saying when we were speaking to Janelle about this was the only time that I was perfectly happy to do an active interview like that was when it was the clinic owner. And she was the one, as I said, she only hired massage therapists and she was looking for specific qualities in a therapist. And I was like, okay, I get that. It's your clinic and I respect that. And I was perfectly happy to do the demo with her. Mm. And to be honest with you, when we're doing like out of the, when we're doing these interviews, we're looking for people who are coachable. So if someone comes in, like your example, they're very standoffish and they don't want to learn yeah. or adapt to what we're doing. Um, it's not going to work for us. It's going to mm-hmm. create. Uh, it doesn't suit your brand. It doesn't suit our brand, right? Yeah. So Vishal brought a good point. We're not testing to see right or wrong. Yeah, we're no, we're going to notice if you're if if there's a red flag. So say for example. They're doing like the draping's horrible. Some that can't be fixed or whatever it is, right? There's there's no assessment skills. Yeah, then we we can't. I don't want to spend days and months training you how to do that. Right. You, should mm-hmm. be, you should already be. Uh, but if you can tweak something, yeah. So someone who's coachable, uh, who can, uh, in that sense. Have you ever had someone come in here, do a practical interview, and you think to yourself, "How the fuck did you even get your license?" Yes, a lot. Happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. Brampton from Brampton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a college apparently that just trains them to pass the Oscars. We know, we know this college very well. Yes, we we, we've had a few of those individuals come in for interviews, and uh, it's one thing to have good hands, but most of our patients are it's therapeutic so if you have to do the assessments and you don't do it correctly oh you don't understand we the other half of what we do is our continuing education company Conned institute we have an oski prep course okay i've had people come from this college i had one guy in particular come from this college and say i need help with my license exam i said okay no problem he's like there's one problem. I'm like, well, what's the problem? He's like, I've never massaged somebody before. You're kidding. And I said, <laughs> what kidding. do you mean never massaged somebody before? He's like, with a big smile on his face, I've never massaged. I'm like, you went to a school. He's like, yep. He told me the name of the school. I know. I he, know. He the had school. a diploma. He have a diploma. Yep. Okay. I'm like, you never did an oral practical exam? He's like, nope. I said, you never did student clinic? He says, nope. Big smile on his face. And I looked at him. I said, effleurage? And he looked at me. What's that? What? <laughs> Shit you not. Wow. You're kidding. Really wish I was kidding or wish he was kidding because that was, yeah, that was when we decided to put out an episode about unethical things that happen in schools. Some schools, I think, thought we were talking about them and didn't like it too much, but we were not. We were speaking specifically about these places that pretty much just... Really, they just want the money. They they yeah, sell you, you a diploma, you essentially. You, you yeah. can buy a diploma if you want. Yeah. yeah. So you've had some pretty bad yeah, therapists through the door. Which is the reason why we do the, the interview, because um, I, I, like, I remember when I was applying for massage therapy positions, it was more of, oh, you have your license? Come work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no skills like so we that's why we 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 have this cuz we we've seen some crazy stuff. Uh, See, I'm I'm on board with that because yeah, exactly. There are going to be not so great therapists and I'm not just talking about subjectively. Sure, I've gone and got a treatment and I maybe didn't like the treatment doesn't mean that's not a decent therapist, not for me, right? So I'm okay with the idea of oh, making I sure totally that they have proper skills and, and, and have been trained properly because, yeah, it's the reputation of your clinic. I'm playing devil's advocate on this because, like, our continued education company, I have a lot of people that come in and say, I have teaching experience. Can, can, uh, can I teach one of the courses? Or I have course material. Can we do something and collaborate? And I'm very reluctant to do that because I'm like, I spent a lot of time building this brand. I don't want to taint it anyway. I don't want someone to take this course. It's associated with us. And now, boom, it's a bad taste in their mouth. I'm super protective of that. Mm-hmm. So I totally get this 100%. And if I was going to say, sure, yeah, let's, let's check out the course you have. 
I want to see you. I want to sit down with you one-on-one and you teach it to me like you're teaching a class. And then I'll decide at the end if, if we're on board or not. And with, so I get that one. Yeah, and with the RMTs, so we teach them how to do social media as well, too, for those who are not good nice. with that, too. I like that. So every other Thursday, Lee will come up and his brother in the past used to help us with that, too, and teach the staff, create a video, yep. work on it, and then they post it on their own and then attach it to RMT Movement. Nice. So like they that. all get their own exposure. Oh, that's so then, smart too, yeah. because social media marketing yeah. takes forever. And if you've got 13 people doing it. I, listen to this. I don't know how practitioners, like the ones who are busy, say they're busy and do social media. There's no way. No, it's like, so hard. We can't, no, I, to be honest, we can't, it's ridiculous the amount of time and effort it takes on social media. Um, the only way that works know. if you're a full-time pra- busy practitioner is you don't sleep. Yeah, you don't yeah, sleep. Right? It's impossible. So uh, I, I literally like have to take some like out of income just take time off to yep. actually because there's no way to really for sure uh, to oh it, yeah. you have to you have to schedule it and put it in it. your strategic plan exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because like, like there's a there's a dude that he's a former student of mine we had him on the podcast before his name's angelito angelito is it's really funny with social media though because he's a monster on instagram he's got like thirty thousand followers oh, right wow. this dude he's a monster on instagram he's also a really busy practitioner he doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. He literally goes to sleep at three, four o'clock in the morning every day and gets up a couple hours later and goes to work. But he's a monster on Instagram. I like that you guys are doing that with the social media. It's smart. Because Very not smart. Uh, RMTs are so sorry, well, this is RMT podcast, but they're so dopey <laughs> when it comes to technology and social media. It's insane. It's He's like, talking about me. I'm no, 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 no. I'm not talking about. You. I'm, I'm RMTs that are dopey about social I'm media. I'm talking about RMTs that don't feel <laughs> that it's important, yeah. right? I'm talking about RMTs, and I just did a podcast with someone else who owns a clinic. And we were talking about this. RMTs that don't understand the importance of social media, or they're only using social media hoping to get a conversion. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Social media is about. First and foremost, it's about creating awareness and it's about building your brand and developing your brand. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. It's farming. You're not going to get conversions right away. I can't plant a whole bunch of seeds and tomorrow I have a fucking cornfield. It's not going to work. Not to that mention, way. if that's what you're using it for, it becomes obvious. And if you're the person that's always selling, 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 unfollow. I don't want to Pro- say it. Yeah, we try to avoid doing that. It's always like something meaningful when we mm-hmm. post something yeah i completely agree it's funny you said that when we have our staff meeting i talked about yeah guys we're not trying to sell anything all we're trying to do is create uh good content yeah. mm-hmm. uh, if you're if it's the raptors make sure let's wear jerseys yeah. and let's yeah. stretch wearing raptors jerseys right so things like that and that's how we're growing the brand exactly. it's just creating awareness so yep. um, when someone uh, pulls up their phone oh yeah i haven't seen lee in a month because they just see me on their phone so this creates or it's there. again if you're yeah. everywhere you're ever at some point somewhere somebody's going to be talking about like oh I you know I I hurt my neck or whatever I always see these guys on Instagram like yes, there's it's just farming. yeah it's farming that's just make media. yourself in everybody's when you face put out good content like that that starts to create trust and that mm-hmm. starts to create loyalty and that's when the conversion starts to happen for me I just use it in a way not for myself I don't have social media but I encourage my patients to use their platforms to then broadcast. And uh, most of my clientele, I specifically niche myself to athletic therapy. So a lot of my uh, patients are uh, performers. They go compete, things like that. So when they post, they'll take a picture of the room and say, if you don't scream in your room, in your massage room, then you're not getting a real treatment. That was one of the posts on Instagram. <laughs> it was really cool to see. And I'm like, okay. And then the one with the, yo- uh, she does um, acro. She posted, I couldn't do this basing if I didn't get my massages. And then she'll tag her company with that. Yeah. Um, so movements. one of the things that we do encourage our patients to do is, um, uh, like it's, it's one thing I'm going to start adding uh, with the practice is once they get a treatment with us, um, we had this promotion going on where um, if you comment, like us yeah. or uh, about the practice, um, you get into a raffle, enters you in a free treatment. So this way, you, uh, all of their friends are communicating and they start seeing it. So yep. it's not just us, uh, but just talking all the time. So uh, this creates a bigger web. Like mm-hmm. Lee said, we don't have time to do social media. So I don't have it for myself. I will treat my patient. They walk out of here feeling good. I'm I'll just tell them post a review or post something on your Instagram for me. Yeah. Well, and social media is supposed to be social. So it shouldn't all be coming from you guys. It should be coming from well, everybody. Well, I let my, my, my patients do the work for me. So my work speaks exactly. for itself. And then they refer. This is so Someone perfect. will message them saying, oh, this sounds pretty cool. Like, yeah, go see this RMT. 
Like I had rhomboid trigger points and I was able to move my arm. Patient texted me today, couldn't do upper body workouts for three months. I did my work, basic work. And now she just texts me, you have magic hands. That's all it is. And then she referred five other people. This is perfect. There's no slow period. RMTs, you want to know how to go from four therapists sharing a room to multiple 13 therapists in one space in six years in a beast of a clinic. Marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Marketing strategy. Embrace the technology. Don't be a fucking dinosaur like a bunch of other business Canadian business coaches will have you be, right? I just talked about this on one of the other podcasts. Have you guys ever seen that book, 60 Clients in 60 Days? I've never read the book. I I just know the premise of the book. The premise of the book is you give out 60 gift certificates. And when they come through your door, that's when you can convert them. I'm like- Why am I working 60 hours for free? Right? Are you kidding me? that's I've never read it, so I, maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I believe that's what the premise of the book is. When these guys, they have the social media strategy perfect. It's working. They don't even have to do it themselves. They got it to the point where the patients are doing it for them. Let's kick it up one more notch. You ready? Outside of every treatment door is going to be an iPad. And you know what? When you finish your treatment, take a picture. Take a video. Tell us about it, and it'll go straight to your RMT movement account. Oh yeah, when they when yeah. I do cupping, they're like, "Can you take a picture for me?" I'm like, "Yes, yeah. I love it." And then they just post it. So whose ideas were the social media stuff? No, it's all collaborative. Yeah, yeah. Staff bring up ideas. We take a look. We just yeah, do it. If I it makes it. sense, it works for the company. We don't limit or control anything. Remember, we're all colleagues. You think it works? If it works for the company, then you go ahead. Yeah, and you know what? It was a lot of um, like. Um, like in regards to figuring out what worked best, uh, we had to we, we we made mistakes, right? But we find that this is what's working the best for us because we are very busy with, uh, with with what we're doing. So there's no time to do the marketing. So yeah. getting the patience and and to be honest with you, if you write a review about us, you're more likely going to do it than me talking about how great I am, right? Of course. Um, so in that sense, we're making, uh, we're getting good results with that. Yeah. Well, and as I said, like social media is supposed to be social. So you're getting people to start a conversation. Like as Vishal said, then this person posted on their page and then their friends are saying, oh, that sounds great. Or I have that problem or whatever. Okay, go see this guy. And then it's just from one patient, one post, you can get it's, five other people. But it's not even that. It's the strategy behind it. Yeah. It's not, these are our services. We do cupping. We do deep tissue. We do this. It's all about a patient experience because that is the marketing strategy. It's all about the experience. Can the consumers see themselves in this and say, I want that too? Yep. Right? It's not about a service at all. You guys got it going on. I totally dig it. And I love this because RMTs are dinosaurs when it comes to this. I saw in a Facebook post, someone someone was having, I talked about this just recently, someone was having a conversation with a friend of theirs who's not a massage therapist. And that friend was telling the massage therapist, you know, you need a business Instagram account because you look less legit if you don't have one. And then she disagreed. And then she took to the RMT Facebook group and said, what's your opinion on this? And I was completely fucking shocked how many people chimed in saying, no, you don't need that. No, you don't need that or i have a business page and it doesn't do anything for me i don't bother with it i'm like you guys are fucking dinosaurs that's why you're 15 years into your practice solo practitioners like scratching at anyone that comes in to keep them through your doors when these guys here are busy as shit with 13 therapists looking to grow into a bigger space the funny thing is too uh, a lot of things are dinosaurs like business cards when I go out in public, I'm advertising myself, right? Uh, oh, do you have a business card? I look at them. Even some of my patients, when I go to functions, they just laugh. They're like, business cards? Just take the man's number. <laughs> you have a cell phone. Pull it out. Take my number and text me. Better yet, here's my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Going on team move. But yeah, I don't I don't carry business cards anymore. It's just, it's word of mouth. And most of, everywhere I go, most people know me where I go to. I get invited to a lot of patients, functions, and things like that. And you meet more people. They just like, ref- like go see this guy. This is the guy I was talking about. He helped me when I couldn't come do the dance and like go to weddings and stuff like that. It's crazy. So it just they're just advertising for me. That's why our only source of advertisement is Google. We used to have signs. We went door to door. We went to 250 doors in that old clinic, and only two people showed up. And yeah. that was a discount, $45 for an hour. Mm. Well, and that's the thing is, uh, as Lee said, when you find what's working for you, that's where you put all your energy. There's so many avenues you can you can take when it comes to marketing. And for some people, one thing might work. For some people, something else might work. But when you find what's working, do it and put everything into that. And yeah, the, the dinosaur mentality needs to stop because social media does work if it's used 
correctly. And a few of the other uh, like uh, people I talked to doing classes, why go out somewhere else? Just bring everything into the clinic. Take the pictures like how we did and you advertise it. So that's all we're trying to do. Keep everything here, not disperse. I dig it. Those are little strategies we come up with. Those are great strategies. Yeah. What's been uh, what's been the biggest struggle uh, in regards to opening a practice or everything? Just from either the opening, the growing. What's been the what would you sticks out in your mind has been the biggest struggle? I would say the biggest struggle is um, well for me. Yeah. Example is um, as you as you as you grow as a practitioner, uh, you want to grow the business as well. Yeah. Um, the toughest part I, I think with any business owners uh, that are massage therapists is looking outside of the outside of the room. When I'm when when I'm when I'm in the room, it's tough to be able to do that, right? So um, the biggest struggle is being able to, at the point where you can take your hands off and manage, because I think that's our biggest limitation is the ability to say, you know what, I need to look at the numbers, uh, but you can't because you're constantly, you're trying to perfect your craft. Right. Um, uh, so I think the biggest struggle for uh, like a massage therapist, like owned by a massage therapist is um, start, start thinking like a business owner. Exactly. Yeah. You can't you can't work in your business and on your business yeah, so at the same time. A lot of the successful um, massage therapy clinic, like massage therapy, massage addict, or they have one th- thing called PT Health. Yeah. These are business guys. Yeah. They they know how to run the numbers, right? And the thing is, because we're, we're part of the profession, we kind of feel, um, I think we're very patient-oriented. But, but as we grow, we're starting to realize, you know what? Uh, we have to understand the numbers. We have to understand the accounting part of it, right? Uh, but now that the business is growing, we're able to, we don't have to treat as much. Yeah. We're able to, you know what? Now we can kind of look and move like pawns and move things around. Uh, but that's the hardest part uh, by far as a massage shepherd's running a practice, seeing the bigger picture. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're in the room, you're you're in for yeah. being less therapist, more business, and most therapists are more therapists than they are business. Hundred percent, they can't view themselves as as a business or as an organization. They view themselves as a massage therapist. What would you say the biggest struggle's been? Um, just uh, taking the risk to step back more, like he said, and. What we do is, me and Lee and I, we... Wait, wait, wait. When you say risk, what makes it a risk to step back? Because you're making the money right now, but taking a step back and waiting for that to kick in by adding more staff and stepping away. So if I'm in this room, that means another RMT could have been here treating here. But it's easy for me to treat, and I'm already fully booked. So now cutting all that, seeing all those hours, making that money, it's just like pull back and let that invest later on. Yeah, because it, it, it's a big, like Vishal says, it's a financial hit mm-hmm. on our end, right? So when we don't work, we don't make as much. So uh, we have to invest, we have to believe in the practice and invest in practice. And that's what eventually is what's happening. Um, and, I, and I think that's the hardest part when you own your own practice, your own business, especially because we're in it. When you're in it, you, you kind of get tunnel vision. But I think we didn't even let them know what our focus of the business truly was, though. RMT movement was mobile massage. So we didn't need a clinic at one point. Okay. It was that satellite three-month thing we had yeah. was just when patients would be like, do you actually have a clinic? Because people were shocked because the only thing in Brampton that was mobile was physio on the go, not an RMT on the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hit that and we were getting massage therapists. And then sometimes the patients would be like, sometimes I can't, you can't come into the house. The house is not clean. Uh, or my dog's barking. Can I come to your location? That's why we finally got a location. But our main focus is mobiles. So when we step back, we don't, just because we can't treat here, I can still treat my clients at home. When the, the clinic is fully booked and all the services are in here, I can step back. So that's what I've been doing slowly is that risk I talked about is slowly educating my clients that uh, my patients and stuff that I can go to your place right. and treat. So the 13 people you have working, like, do you guys offer a mobile as well? The yeah. physio does mobile, the okay. chiro does mobile, and a few of, handful of our RMTs, including the four managers, do mobiles. So that's why the clinic can be fully booked. If there's five rooms booked, there's also like two other people doing mobile massages and corporate massages and stuff like that too. So awesome. This is a beast. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed with this. I was going to say, like, th- this is like the first time ever we're both just speechless. Like, you guys are just, you're just doing it and you're doing because it right. Because the, the first out. time. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> mic drop. This is one of the first times we've we've sat down with clinic owners that think like business people. Yeah. That think about the business first. And we've sat down with a lot of clinic owners. Like Janice, right? For example, she runs a beast of a clinic. She's got. It's super she's got successful. 23 years in Scarborough. It's a staple of the community. 
opportunity. But, but she, she admits also, that she's a disaster when it comes is, to she business. Admits, like I'm more therapist than business. And I asked her flat out, do you feel bad? Or how do you feel that you know you've left money on the table because of your lack of business skill? And she says, I don't care. I'm a therapist first. And I'm like, fuck. These guys got it going on. I have two questions, sort somewhat related. Do you love treating? Like, is is part of it you stepping back, not just the risk? Like, do you want to treat? Do you love? It? Okay, so you're so you're nodding I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. So, I think with massage therapy, there's this like thing you go through. Yeah, ups and downs, right? Yeah. Um, you you get out of school, you're excited, learning new things, and you realize that oh crap, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. And then oh, my joints are hurting. Oh, my back's hurting. Um, but uh, this is Mark, this one for you guys too. Like, um, when I took, um, I guess this is great advertising for you guys, but when I took your course, <laughs> when I, th- when I took your course, the business course, mm-hmm. um, we were at the stage, I think we we're at, uh, our third location where we we're getting bigger, right? Mm-hmm. You guys instilled like, um, the visions and the thoughts we had. The thing with, um, with massage therapy, we, because of the industry or because of what society thinks of massage therapy, we always thought it had to be, oh, 60 minute rub down and so on, right? Yeah. Which I hated. Uh, I'm not a relaxing type of therapist. A, well, we call it wellness therapist. Mm-hmm. So I hated that part of the practice, which brought me to a, a dark part of massage therapy. I, I thought of changing careers, to be honest with you. There's a point where I didn't. You, you of, just weren't happy I wasn't happy with doing it. it. I yeah. wasn't happy with it, right? And um, and then um, and then I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm either going to change my environment, change what I like, my type of treatments, or I'm going to get out of the profession. And I, I told I talked to Rachel about this. I was always thinking, let's do this and this or whatever, right? So started um he had cold feet in our relationship <laughs> so uh it, it was it wasn't you it was him <laughs> yes that's what you're trying to say to me. so uh, i got a lot of uh like um more skills in my belt so i uh, learned how to do um, um electroacupuncture uh laser therapy ultrasound cupping taping so and then i changed my brand so when patients come into my room um they're not looking at the clock anymore uh they're not looking at uh, one of the biggest compliments is the um, uh, it, it, a lot of my patients don't realize it's by time. It's per session. Yeah. Um, why are we stuck to 60-minute massage? Why yes. can't it be per session? Right. right? Um, so those were going through my head. And then as I was listening to your podcast, you guys would bring those things up, which also kind of gave me the confidence to, um, I guess, feel like just like a backup. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, you know what? What I'm doing is okay. Because in school, again, we're taught the timing and so on and whatever it is, like how, what massage should be. Uh, but it's your room. Well, the thing is in school, yes, they teach you the basics, right? It's up to every therapist to then go out and decide what, what type of therapist they want to be. What I love about what you said is right near the beginning when you were saying that, you know, you came to this dark place because you didn't want to be this wellness therapist, just rubbing people for 60 minutes. And at that point you could have walked away from the profession, but somebody who is truly successful in business is going to look at something, okay, I'm not happy. And now it's up to me to decide how I want to react. There was a problem. You found a solution. Instead of walking away from it, okay, I can still be a massage therapist, but I'm going to be a massage therapist the way that I want to be a massage therapist, not the way that you know my uncle thinks massage therapy should be. I agree. <laughs> I use my uncle as the, as the example, by the way, because when my actual uncle found out that I was a massage therapist, his face looked almost horrified. He's like, isn't that like a like a sexual thing? And I was like, I don't know how to respond right now because you're my uncle, so I'm just going to slowly walk away. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to elaborate on Lee's, uh, I love doing massage. Like, it's the best thing with personal training. It's like the, the next best thing for me. So I enjoy coming in, working like 10 patients in a day sometimes, not all the time, and just doing the work. And what I've learned and what we've been talking to about too is – it's not about putting them between the two sheets. It's just like I'll put them on the table athletically and tell them bring trunks stuff and I just go to work. Mm-hmm. And their goal is to just be pain-free. What we're trying to do now too is teach or educate that you don't have to put the client or patient underneath the sheet to make it a massage. Massage can be over on top of the table and just do the work. Yeah, remedial exercise. We have modalities. Um, we looked at uh, the concept of why does everyone have to have an hour massage? Uh, right. Why can't we do half-hour massages, right? Um, you can make more doing half-hours versus hour massages. We look at longevity. It's not a mar- it's not a race. It's a marathon when it comes to this, right? Um, why can't a physio see 10 people a day? Why can't RMT see it? Because because they're using modalities. They're using, we're stuck to this concept that we have to spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's coming in for, say, just uh, tendonitis. 
Why are we booking an hour for that? I can see two more oh people Oh my goodness. Why are we doing that, right? Yeah, so. in my first year, I had a guy with um, Dequervins maybe? I'm trying to remember now, but I, I remember going home and talking to Mark and saying like, like, because the it was the chiropractor who booked the appointment, and I said, "What am I going to do with this dude for an hour? Like, I feel like I could get this done in fifteen minutes." He's like, "Well, then book him for fifteen minute appointments. Why are you?" And I was like, "It was like this light bulb went off, and I'm like, wow, you are so smart. <laughs> like, why am I seeing him for an hour? I don't need to. I educate my patients that they don't need an hour to do the type of work I need to do in like less time. Mm-hmm. So now I cut the time and I add more people in that need the help. Most people that I see, I'd rather see." you less time more frequently frequently. they actually appreciate that because they think it's an assumption when they see the the online booking it's like oh i have to do a half an hour i have to do nine i'm like no you don't and sometimes i just modify the time and they're like oh thank you for doing that and uh it educates them to empower them to know that you're not obligated to be here for the whole hour and massage is the thing which the fluff work I hate fluff work. Uh, you, if you speak to my wife, she she's she's a little bit more different than me. She's more wellness. I'm more therapeutic. Everyone everyone's different. And, every, and you know what? When she, when she sends over my, her patients to me, I'm like, make sure they know what they're getting at. Because I'm, I'm warn my patients. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Our, our people, our people don't often <laughs> yeah, cross over. Yeah. Like we've got a couple of clients that we share that you know they're okay with both approaches. But yeah, I'm definitely much more like your wife. A little more wellness oriented. And my patients like a little bit of the fluff work sometimes. Not not all of them. Most of them know they're coming for treatment, Treatment, but, and he's a little more like, what's your problem? Let me fix it. Now go away. Come back when you have another problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's, that's amazing. And a lot, and in school, we're not taught that you're allowed to be a certain, like, it yeah. was just basic, um, have to be 60 minutes. It has to be hands-on for 60 minutes. So a lot of the practitioners, when we're, edu- when we're educating on that, is that it doesn't have, uh, you're, you're doing an assessment. Why aren't you charging for this? Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, or the best thing is when patients come in and start taking their clothes off. I'll sit back and what are you? What are, what you, are doing? you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like I have to assess you. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? And then oh, why are you stripping? Oh, this is awkward. Please yeah. put your clothes exactly. back on. So you give them that look, and again, you educate them because they they probably don't know, right? They're probably yeah. coming from another uh, place where they just drop them on the table. Again, these are things uh, that um, our assessments there's value behind it, right? Um, so it's part of the time. So if it's 60 minutes, expect the assessment time is part of the 60 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's some of the things we do here as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, again, creates longevity for uh, for us as a practitioner. And we went to school for this. Mm-hmm. Even um, my patients who do like yeah. uh, personal training, I just we just sit here and talk. And they're like, okay, thank you for your time. How much is that? And I just added part of the treatment because it's your home care anyways. And they want to learn more. Mm-hmm. So they're feeling better about themselves too. That's the thing is that it's it's up to us to let the clients and patients know that when they come to see us, you're paying for our time. You're not paying for what we're doing or how long you're on the You're paying for our time. So whatever happens in that 30, 60, 90 minutes, it doesn't matter. You're paying for my time. I don't work for free. So if I'm assessing you, you're paying agree, me yeah, for that. If I'm treating you, you're paying me. If we're talking remedial exercise... You're you're paying for that. I do reflexology. I do cupping. I do Thai massage. I do Swedish. Like I do all of these things. I don't. My prices aren't different actually for anything. You're paying me for my time. Period. I, it's, That's what it's we funny, don't do it's either. Funny, it's funny you brought that up. So we never. One of the things we didn't want to do is so when we're creating again the plan, the business plan, right? So uh, when it comes to different modalities and whatnot, if we if you give them a menu, you're gonna be timed on it. Oh, I want oh I want laser today. I want cupping and I want uh, Thai massage. So this is 20 minutes. So you're creating a menu type of idea. We didn't want that, right? Which uh, which limits um, the the treatment. Uh, so it's funny you brought that up. So we everything we uh, all the modalities. It's within the treatment time. It's your time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Sometimes I'll do like certain Thai massage techniques on the table, or I'll do like a little bit of cupping and reflex. Like I'm yeah. I'm doing you're whatever the person yeah. needs. Exactly. So this is how much time you booked, and I'm just gonna do the treatment, and you pay me for however long that's, we that's take. Not, this is yeah, exactly that's similar, like when I'm using when I'm using modalities or whatever I'm using in my treatment. It's it's never really the decision of the patient. Exactly. It's yeah. The decision of me to say this is something that I think you can benefit from I'm going to explain it to you do you want to give it a go it's never the patient coming in saying hey you do this I want to try it today no 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 no. if mm-hmm. we're doing cupping it's because I brought it up because I think this is going to be beneficial at this moment I agree 
Yeah. I had a follow-up question because we asked this to everybody. You win the lottery today. Today's Friday. Wait, before you, you ask lo- this question. Oh, come ask, on. Before you ask this question. You're killing my vibe here. I need here. to know before they ask this question, <laughs> do you guys have an exit strategy? Not in a bad way. Doesn't have Exit strategies don't have to be bad, right? I asked this to the last person. She's like, what? Do you think I'm going to fail at this? And I'm like, no, 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 no. A lot of successful businesses have an exit strategy. What are we going to do when we want to do something else? Or what are we going to do when we think that this business has hit its peak? So before you go, is that is that cool with you? Because your question... <laughs> is that cool with me? Didn't he just ask the question? <laughs> but I and then to, ask for permission? It's cool if it comes after, it comes before the, 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 the big one. Because the ladies big one... Ladies first. The big... Ladies uh, first. Lee gets on a lot. my tampon out. <laughs> Um, I, I think each manager has a, yeah, I think each manager has something, um, like I'll speak for my, I guess for me, my wife, yeah. um, uh, a lot, like you mentioned, a lot of massage therapists, I think are not, uh, like financially, um, smart in that sense. Sorry for any massage therapists who are, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> they can with, come work for you <laughs> with us. Like, for example, like, I, I don't know if I told you, I'm also a realtor. Um, so in regards to that, as we make income, we're, we are purchasing uh, properties as well, right? So we know that because we don't get we don't get um, retirement. Yeah, there's no right? We're screwed. So yeah. if this blows up, we're screwed, right? Or if if I fall and break my wrist, and I I'm screwed. So we do have so we we do think ahead in that sense. Um, so in regards to thinking of the future, yeah. So we, uh, we are looking at. Um, Things as, such as passive income, yeah, um, for growth in that sense. Right. Uh, that's speaking for me and my wife. Exit smart, strategy. very smart. Pretty much same thing for me too. Uh, exit strategy is just taking all that gains and just reinvesting. Yeah, doing things that will help me. But I'll, if I can do this, I, my hands go bad. I can still train. I can still educate. Online programming. You always have to have a backup. That's always a, a thing for our profession. Yeah. Well, now my question is less cool. No, no I'm kidding. It's really cool. <laughs> if you win the lottery, I don't even know what the jackpot is tonight because I don't really play the lottery. Therefore, I'm never going to win. If you win the lottery tonight, are you still doing this, or are you saying peace out? I'm done. If I win the lottery, I would take that, go to Bahamas, and then open up a clinic by the beach. And treats. Not though. Trinidad, eh? Trinidad is the past, man. Bahamas <laughs> is the future. <laughs> I'll still jump up and wave for Carnival. But, yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, I'd still do it. I love it. I love helping people. If I can't do it with massage, I'll do it with training or online coaching. So in some capacity, you're still oh, gonna yeah. you're still gonna do something. What about you, Lee? Uh, oh, he's, he's, pa- he's packing he, up. And that's no, not to know, speak you know of your you know not why? not love for treatment. You can still love treatment no, no. inside. No, no, no. totally. Uh, you know what? Like again, if you ask me this in the, during my dark time, like yeah, peace. I'm, yeah. I'm out. Right now, like I'm at the point, and I'm being completely honest with you. I'm and the more I like get into the, the practice and. I, I found my why. Okay. Uh, I look at different jobs. I look at different people, what they do. And I hear my patients, what, what they do. I'm like, whoa, this is boring. Or, oh, I don't like what you do. Or like I hear what – there's no purpose. Um, the other day I had a patient. He, he's dealing with MS. He's uh, 55. He was like, Lee, uh, I talked to you. I talked about my wife. Like I tell my wife about you all the time. And I was telling, and I and I was talking to my wife that, and I was like, "Whoa! Like I really have an effect on this guy's life." He mm-hmm. he uh, he was like, "Lee, when I go back home, I want to bring you something," and so on. So I'm finding my why in the um, in massage therapy. I'm not trying to sound too mushy, but I, I yeah. am right. Yeah. Uh, but if I get a if I get a if I get that, would I stay? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's really hard. It's, it's hard a really one. hard, hard question. I'll because treat less. How about yes, I'll treat less. I feel like if I won the lottery. I would probably take some time off for a little while. Like I have, my kids are really small and already right now I work like super part time so I can, I can be with them a lot. I think I would take some serious time off, just be with the kids. But I think at some point I would have to do something in this industry somehow because I, I feel the same as you. Like I, I feel like, I feel like my patients, because I am super mushy, like I, I feel like a connection to them. Like my patient last night, she brought me sushi when she showed up. That's She's awesome. like, she goes, I know you work really late and you probably haven't had dinner. And I'm like, you brought me dinner? Like it was, it was yeah, so it's, sweet. It's, it's things like that. It's, it's yeah. awesome. And uh, people love, people love us. It's they crazy. really do. They really do. They, they re- and yeah, they, they take care of us. Like yeah. they know I'm. Wor- I work ten hour days, and they'll bring food. to like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Eat yep. This, well, I'll wait for you. You eat your food. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like, "It's okay if you want to sit and enjoy your sushi." I'm yeah. like, "No, no, no. I'll just like shove a couple rolls in my mouth. We're good to go." And she's yeah. like, "No, no. Sit down. Take a break." I'm like, "Your appointment starts now. It's okay. I'm good." <laughs> You're just nodding. Like, you'd be out. You'd be in. Um, I wouldn't be out. I don't. 
I would probably do everything I'm doing right now, but I wouldn't feel stress about it. Yeah. And yeah. therefore, that, it yeah. would just feel... Uh, it's already enjoyable, but it'd feel even more enjoyable. I told I probably wouldn't him. change a bloody thing. No. I just wouldn't have to have to formulate deadlines and hit deadlines and formulate, you know, this project and this project. I would still do all the projects, but maybe just a little bit more leisurely or maybe a little bit more intense. I have no idea, but I would still do what I'm doing. You know, that's that's the only source of our arguments usually, actually, is that it's I understand why he does it and I respect it so much that he will always have a deadline and he will do everything to meet the deadline. And then there's me, the mom, on the other hand, saying like, I just want you to like, like stop right now and like just sit with the kids and be with the kids. And he's like, I got to meet this deadline. And yeah, that's the only, only argument we ever have is. Yeah. At least Facebook is always on the laptop. It's, I'm like, do you like ever my, do anything else? It's like my house. Yeah, it's with my wife. Um, yeah, that laptop right there. <laughs> they can't see it. <laughs> Sorry, but they can't. And it's always hashtag no excuses. <laughs> always working. And then his daughter's like dancing in the background. Like, okay. Yeah, so you know, I, I can relate. Uh, my wife's always yelling at me because um, I'm like, it has to get done. It has to get done. And the thing or is, I, I know it has to get done. Okay. So, like, as much as I'm saying to him, like, just take a break, just take a break, I realistically know, like, if he doesn't do it, who's doing it? But I'll also work it in such a way, like, for example, we got a long weekend coming up. So, I'm going to go home and probably work the rest of the night so I don't have to do anything for the rest of the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, okay, let me take a break. Let me stop now. But then I still got shit to do tomorrow. And then I'm going to have something to do Sunday. Let me just kill myself a little bit. She's looking at me like, you're going to go do work now? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know he really is. <laughs> last, night, last night he stopped at, I think it was 11.57. and Because I had said to him earlier, I'm like, you're going to work till midnight, aren't you? He's like, no, I'm not going to work till midnight. 11.57. I've created a system that... By 8.39 p.m., my phone is on Do Not Disturb. Mm. And then when I, my clinic starts at 10 a.m., so by 9 o'clock, I'll turn it on. And then I think that would that. cause him like an early heart attack. Work, I, don't, I don't think he could do that. Because work is part... Work is his mistress. Work, yeah. <laughs> work wow. for me, is, is a, it, at this moment in my life, is a big part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Work for me is also a big hobby. Like, I don't partake in many of my other hobbies that I used to do. I don't ride my motorcycle nearly as much. I don't play nearly as much music as I do. And work kind of has subbed in as part of my hobby. It doesn't feel like work. It just feels like I'm playing. Does that make sense? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's what, it, that's yeah. what it's got. No, and it, it is fun. And I, going back to the lottery thing one last time, I did say to him, if we won the lottery, what I would love to do is open this beast of a clinic, have people come work for us, have a big classroom, still teach the Con Ed courses, and in the back, a beautiful recording studio where we could just podcast all day with the coolest people. That's awesome. We already got podcasts with the coolest people. And have like paid editors, just the editing parts. Oh, I think he that's would his know. Hobby. That's, I, that's his hobby. hobby. Oh, you yeah. know. Oh, he loves he the editing. He oh, in the background and then like. Yeah. <laughs> no, like that's, that's actually real. That's actually real. <laughs> Sugar dad dance. No big fun of me. No big fun of me. And our kids are beside him dancing to the soca music. Yeah, our no, two-year-old's no, going, no. look, daddy, I shake my bum. <laughs> his daughter's already on that. <laughs> nice. I do have a couple more questions for you guys because you guys do have a beast of a clinic and you're you're busy working in the trenches. Do you guys recognize or do we are you are are we so busy like working on your business, growing the beast and making sure it still runs that the massage world feels like it's changing? Or do you guys not even care? Do you know what I mean? Like evidence-based practitioners are up high and mighty saying that this is the way the industry needs to run. We're fighting against the woo and it creates this whole havoc with massage therapists. Do you guys even know that shit's happening? Or is it because like you're so hyper-focused on this ultimate success? It doesn't even fucking matter. Go argue all you want because we're making real shit happen right now. I think because, uh, well, the first thing is I got off that RMTAO. Yeah, uh, chat, and so that's why I kind of <laughs> it, all of that is happening on the social media yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, so because of that, we're not, 
I'm not too much involved in that. Uh, we're focused on our business. We're aware of the surroundings, but we also have real people here that need help. I dig that answer. Because I always wonder about those cats on social media that are kind of going back and forth about stuff. And I think to myself, how fucking busy are you? Because if you were busy and you're running a beast like you guys do, you don't have time to sit there and pull up research articles to combat someone's comment about how they love cupping. To say, listen, there's no evidence behind this. Here it is. Like all that shit. Like you guys don't even care about it. I dig it. When one research article comes out, then that's it. I'm like, yeah, just wait till the other ones come out and then formulate your own opinion. So you're quiet. Like that's why with our with Humber Amanda Baskwell, her program, she's all research based. So we filter out a lot of that stuff, and what we need to bring into the clinic, we bring in, and that's mm-hmm. it. We keep it simple. We don't need that type of stress here. We just need to educate our uh, our clients and our, our our patients how we do things, and then just go from there. By nature, RMTs should be a little more zen. I'd never imagined a community of so many uptight, high-strung people in my life until I saw all the arguments on Facebook. I'm like, you guys need to chill. Go get a massage. (laughs) 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 Anything else you guys want to wrap on? Um, Um, No, I think we're... We're good. Feel good about this. Yeah. I feel like we need to title this episode like the ultimate bromance or something. You guys just look so cute over there. <laughs> she's she's not even worried about that. She just knows. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you you gotta have your bromance. It's okay. I really like the energy in this place too, because yeah. yes, I am a woo woo type of therapist. I go yeah. completely off of the way that I feel in a space and the my instincts, and you guys. You guys have a really good thing going on. You guys seem really cool and comfortable with each other. It's it's nice. I like oh, it. Oh, well, when you had to be undressed and draped on the table and you've seen each other bodies for like three years, you don't really care <laughs> <laughs> like what I comes said, out of your mouth or what yeah. <laughs> comes out of anything. <laughs> like I said at the beginning, you guys are you guys have the dream, man. It's like yeah. I, I know what it's like. I've been in high I've been in high school. I've been in that massage therapy school with people that I'm really, really close with, and then I think to myself, fuck, I'd really like to open a clinic with you. Like, I'd really like to have you as my colleague. I've had some people when I went to Humber to be a body say, like, whenever you're ready, let's go. Let's do this. Because the energy, because we we did what we did in school, and it's very hard. It was tough, but we kept it fun. And that's what people like. It's like not being all timid and like strict all the time. Even when patients are out there, mm-hmm. if it's not, if it's the least patient, I still crack jokes. We talk. I, it's not my client. I'm not trying to take him mm-hmm. or her. I'm just it, like, they're just sitting there. Just have some fun. Chill. Talk, make some jokes. I dig it, man. Talk, make fun I of like Lee. It. Yeah. I do dig the vibe here. You, you guys have uh, just run a clinic on how to run a clinic on our podcast. Seriously. Yeah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys if you guys don't have anything else to wrap on, it is a Friday night, nine thirty, on a kind long of weekend. day long weekend. Let's let's uh, let's call this a wrap. Sounds good. Sounds good. Right on. Thank Peace. you guys. Have a good night, RMTs. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace.